Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry in association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie. Now we have a winner of our 100 euro voucher, and that's uh, in association with Aramount Furniture in Nina. They're celebrating their brand new range of garden furniture. And uh, they're inviting you into the store to check out uh, all of the furniture there. They're into beds and living rooms and all sorts of other stuff as well. Anyway, our 100 euro voucher goes to Liz Culler of Ballycal. Well done to you, Liz, and enjoy spending that 100 euro voucher. Now, this month on Tipperary's Hidden History, Connor explores the strange phenomenon of flying saucers sightings in Ireland during 1950, including right here in the Premier County with unexplained lights that appeared in the night sky. This was a time of great intrigue and a mystery. And in this episode, we explore stories of these sightings over Tipperary, uncovering what people saw and felt at the time. And look at the impact these events had on Irish society. So strap in and get ready for a very exciting journey into the unknown. weeks of 2020 as news emerged of a mysterious infection circulating from Wuhan province in China, the people of the world could scarcely imagine that we were soon to be united, albeit reluctantly for some, in a global battle against what was seen as an existential threat to our very existence as a civilization. If we did not stand up to this potentially merciless enemy, the consequences may be catastrophic on a scale not seen since 1918. This battle continued through to the end of 2021, and with humankind having multiple layers of protection in the form of vaccination, better treatments, better knowledge about personal behaviour, we began to live alongside this ever-evolving menace. Some began to relax ever so slightly, and even those who remained nervous found ways to try and claw back a bit of normal in their lives. We looked forward to a more hopeful 2022. And then, on the 24th of February, following weeks of military mobilisation, war returned to the European mainland. While the devastating war may have been contained to a single but significant geographical area, there have been consequences for many other countries, including our own. Until a truce is declared, the threat of an expansion of the war remains an absolute possibility another existential threat raised its head. Some of us began to wonder, what would 2023 look like? What else is there? We've had a pandemic, and they usually happen once a century, so we should be emerging from that danger zone. Is that box ticked for now? We've had a war, and we still have a war, but despite the horror for many innocent people, we are, perhaps selfishly, relieved that it hasn't reached our shores. And then they came, those unknown entities that have transfixed the world and once again raised the spectre of yet another potential existential threat to humankind. The Chinese spy balloon entered US airspace on the 28th of January 2023, before entering Canada two days later and re-entering the US on the 31st of January. It was first sighted by civilians on the 1st of February and, well, you know the rest. 
Safe in the knowledge of what this object was, arguably a spy balloon or a weather balloon, depending on which superpower you believe, people were largely bemused, if not a bit unsettled. Then others began to appear. The unidentified flying entities. The media hilariously refused to identify them as unidentified flying objects, which is, of course, exactly what they were and still are. And they were shot down over the US and Canadian airspace and sparked a worldwide mini-alarm that we may not be alone in the universe. At the time of this broadcast, the non-terrestrial entities have not revealed themselves to the great public, and we still don't know what those US Air Force pilots shot down. Extraordinarily, however, senior US military personnel and White House spokespeople have been forced to deny the arrival of extraterrestrials on Earth. And now, we will probably begin seeing orbs and saucers and strange lights in the sky all over the world. Because that's what we human beings do when these unexplained events occur. And there is historical precedent for this. Not just in the United States, but all across the world, including right here in Tipperary. People were seeing UFOs all over the world in the 1950s. In fact, the first publicised sighting was by a private pilot named Kenneth Arnold in 1947 when he reported seeing nine bright saucer-like objects while flying his plane in Washington state. And so it began. The Arnold story sparked a rash of sightings all across America, and newspapers were soon reporting that UFOs were being seen in every state. There was a major psychological factor at play here. America was still reeling from the Second World War and the audacious attack on Pearl Harbor. The Soviet Union was in the preliminary stages of flexing its nuclear muscles. Initially and briefly, the Pentagon did give consideration as to whether the sightings could be of actual extraterrestrial craft, but they gave up on this fairly quickly. This was also the year of a press release from the US Army Air Forces. In the summer of 1947, the Roswell Army Airfield in New Mexico announced, and I quote, that the many rumours regarding the flying disc became a reality yesterday when the intelligence office at the 509th Bomb Group of the 8th Air Force Roswell Army Airfield was fortunate enough to gain possession of a disc through the cooperation of one of the local ranchers and the sheriff's office of Chavez County, unquote. Within a day or two, the US government was fully involved and the story of what was found changed from a saucer to a weather balloon. The Roswell incident has spawned an absolute wealth of analysis, from serious scientific analysis to the so-called tinfoil hat brigade, to those in the middle who possess a healthy distrust of any official story put forward by any government on anything. At the very least, it's likely that the Roswell incident was a smokescreen for something else. Hollywood, of course, played a major role, as these sightings provided fodder for numerous big-budget conspiratorial movies full of paranoia about the impending doom that would be brought on by an alien invasion. Movies such as The Day the Earth Stood Still, Invaders from Mars, Earth vs. the Flying Saucers, and Invasion of the Saucer Men all caught the public imagination. Remember the time period in which this was taking place. It was very soon after the end of the Second World War. Global powers were realigning and reorganising. The Cold War was underway. Threat, menace and suspicion were everywhere, even in Tipperary. It's believed that the first reported sighting of a flying saucer over Clonmel took place on the night of the 2nd of April 1950. A gentleman named Kevin, 
and I'm going to withhold his last name here, from O'Rahilly Avenue in Clonmel, was walking down the mall at about 20 to 11. It was a Sunday night. Kevin happened to look up to the sky, possibly to catch a glimpse of an eclipse of the moon that was being talked about for that night. Kevin did not see an eclipse of the moon. He saw something altogether different. In Kevin's words, a circular reddish disc with a flaming tail moved at a steady pace across the heavens in a southeasterly direction over Clonmel. He first caught sight of this entity in a bright patch of the sky, but within three or four seconds it had moved into the clouds. He followed the path of the object with his eyes, and it appeared once more, only to disappear into the clouds again. He had sight of this mysterious vision for just six seconds. The witness to this anomaly heard the noise of a regular aircraft at about the same time and was quite certain it did not come from the mystifying object. How could he be so certain of this? We do not know. He explained the sighting with the aid of a rough sketch of the entity, describing it as, and I quote, a kind of tadpole with a tail of flame, unquote. It seems Kevin was quite aware of the scepticism with which his mysterious story would be greeted, and he offered up two further eyewitnesses who also claimed to see a flying saucer. A gentleman named Patrick, from Kickham Street, corroborated Kevin's story. We're not certain if the men were walking together or happened to be on the street at the same time, but Patrick claimed that Kevin drew his attention to what he was seeing in the sky at that very moment. Patrick described the sighting as, and I quote, a ball of fire with a tail out of it, unquote. A third man, named David, was walking with Patrick when he claimed to have seen the object first. He described how an airplane was indeed passing over Clonmel at the time, but was going in the opposite direction to the flaming disc. No other reports came in of a mysterious object in the sky above Clonmel from that particular night. Later that year, on the night of Monday the 25th of December 1950, that was Christmas night, a gentleman named Joseph, who was a banker, claimed to have seen a flying saucer over the village of Capo White. At ten past ten, at night, he was standing in the village square when he spotted what he described as, and I quote, a great ball of fire travelling at a terrific speed from the southwest to the northwest, unquote. Interestingly, he could hear no sound, and within ten seconds the object was gone out of sight, leaving only a trail of light and smoke in its midst. Joseph did alert some of the neighbours to come and see what he had seen, but the event was over so quickly that most were just in time to see a stream of light left behind by the airborne vehicle. We take another rare diversion outside Tipperary for our next sighting. In November 1950, a so-called revolving object about the size of a football flashed across the sky over Dungarvan at a terrific rate. Some weeks later, on a Sunday night in mid-December 1950, a local businessman reported that, while he was taking a walk on the seafront, quote, he was attracted by a brilliant light flashing across the sky and giving off twinkling bluish glare, unquote. The entity moved upward in the sky before heading out to sea where it disappeared. The man was clear that this was not a falling star as it had been heading upwards. He provided the national press with a detailed report of what he had seen. And in fact, a number of eyewitnesses from the East Waterford area reported seeing what they called strange objects flying across the sky during the previous week. Now, for the Fran Curry fans among you, a year later, there was even a brief extraterrestrial scare at Anacarty. In December 1951, something landed in the sports ground at Anacarty. This turned out not to be technology from another planet. It was, in fact, and I quote, a parachute to which was attached a three-valve wireless set, unquote. 
This was found to contain a message from none other than the Department of Industry and Commerce. Historical analysis by many experts confirms that the senior officials at the Irish Civil Service had their feet firmly rooted on planet Earth during the early 1950s. So the mind boggles on this one. In 1953, the Nationalist reported that flying saucers dated back to the 18th century, though not likely over Clonmel. Citing reports from the Catholic Digest, it was claimed that the earliest reports came from the United Kingdom and Europe, while the first sightings in America came in 1873. In line with the rise in the phenomenon in popular culture, 373 sightings were investigated by the American Air Force Intelligence between 1947 and 1949. What people claimed to see fell into one of four categories. Flying discs, torpedo or cigar-shaped bodies without wings, spherical or balloon-shaped objects and balls of light. The degree of fear that generally existed among ordinary people in 1950s Ireland about the arrival of flying saucers is questionable. This was a bleak decade with low employment and high emigration. People had a lot more to worry about. There was one area of life for which the existence of life on other planets would have had and would still have unique consequences however. And that was in the area of faith and religion. In 1957, the Tipperary Star assured its readers that if a flying saucer landed in their garden, they may well have nothing to fear from its pilot. He could be a being created by God with no desire for evil and therefore would not wage a war or harm others. Interestingly, despite being enlightened and able to travel across the galaxy, E.T., according to this analysis, was still a man. The newspaper did have a word of caution, however from a redemptorist theologian named Father Francis J. Connell. There was a possibility that E.T., and I quote, may be strongly inclined to evil, unquote. He claimed that Catholic teaching did not rule out the possibility of life, perhaps akin to our own, on other planets. He pointed out diplomatically, and I quote, theologians have never dared to limit the omnipotence of God to the creation of the world we know, unquote. So tonight, as you look into the skies over Clonmel, Kappa White, the border with Waterford, or indeed to the starry heavens above Anacarty, you may ask yourself any number of questions. Are we really alone in the universe? Are they watching us up there from somewhere? Are they here already? And most importantly of all, why were there no reports of flying saucers over North Tipperary in 1950? Until they finally make themselves known to us, I'm afraid the answers must remain part of Tipperary's hidden history. <laughs> oh, don't you love him? Don't you love him? That's a great Dr. Connor really. Now, there is a theory, of course, that he was taken away at some stage or other by aliens and they sort of interfered with him and then sent him back. Now, it might explain a lot, but I'm not one for conspiracy theories myself, of course. Thanks to Connor. And uh, it just reminds me, hello to my lovely aunt, Rosari, who is Connor Reedy's biggest fan. Absolutely biggest fan, for sure. All right, we'll take a break and we're back with gardening. Join the conversation in Tipperary. Contact us through Facebook, Twitter or email tiptoday at tipfm.com. Tip Today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. 